films created by a diverse range of voices? Sequels, reboots, spin-offs, remakes, and more of the things you already love. Obvious, obviously. Brendan and Nick present that movie you like. The Sequel. Welcome to That Movie We Like. (laughs) The Sequel. That great new podcast where we talk about classic films and then pitch you the sequels that you cannot live without, except not this week because we're not pitching sequels. We're being super lazy. Yeah, I am Nick, just Nick. Yeah, and I'm to, to be honest, I'm just Brendan right now. <laughs> yeah, hey, Brendan. Yeah, we have had some really epic kind of things going on with our episodes lately, and we just recorded like an extra cool one that will be coming next week. But I thought. What we kind of don't get to do very often is just talk about the stuff that we've been liking and enjoying. And I thought that... (laughs) There is no enjoyment. There is only podcasts. (laughs) And I haven't written anything. So I was like, let's just have some fun. Let's talk about what we've been enjoying and and maybe it will inform future episodes. Or maybe people will just get to know what we're into at the moment and what we like. And yeah, I don't know. It's going to be very loose, a lot different to what you're used to. We're not going to do any sound design or anything like that. (laughs) We're just going to have a chat. We'll just Um, do our own sound effects with our own mouth. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, I think maybe a good place to start is like, what have you been up to lately? Have you been enjoying anything particular? Have you been yeah, I should have probably thought about this before I started talking here. Yeah, no, there's there's been some things I've been enjoying watching. I the, I think the most recent movie I actually got to see at a cinema, which was a surprise to me because I didn't know they had a cinema, was I got to watch the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny in St. Helens. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so I I got a bit of a head start on seeing that one on you, but you haven't seen it yet. I haven't really? seen it yet. Yeah. I'm, keen. I'm waiting for it to come on Disney+. Plus. It's taking its time. I don't think it'll take too long. Though, yeah, probably. I'm thinking it will be soon, which might be relevant to... Hopefully it t- lines up really well with what we do next week. <laughs> well, I didn't want to spoil it quite like that. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't spoiled it. But yeah, I'm keen, I'm excited to see it. I- I'm not the like I'm not like a huge Indiana Jones fan. I like them, but mm-hmm. that's why I- and I had intended to see it at the cinema and it just yeah. got away from me and I didn't get an opportunity to do it. But it, it was good to see in the cinema. I mean yeah. uh, a big thing for me was it is John Williams' last cinematic score. Or yeah. he said that this is going to be his last. Who knows, there might be another one out one day. But I mean the man is in his nineties now, so it's it seems fair that yeah. know, this is his his It seems last like at this point they can just get someone to remix all the previous scores he did if they do another indie anyway, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean just it's it's a nice capstone on his career. Yeah, the cool. man is a, a extraordinarily prolific uh, yeah composer. for sure, so, for sure. <laughs> yeah no it was it was it was nice to be in a cinema to hear that last hurrah in that yeah as well, so. yeah that's a good call and like the movie itself it's good um, yeah i don't think it's necessarily peak indie but unfortunately yeah, it, it's just like, uh, were we yeah. expecting it to be like at this point with with it's, like he's an old man like yes. we're not going to get what we got but, once right like and that's it i'm not going to spoil anything about it but i did really enjoy it. So, yeah, cool. So, and, and I think the cinematic experience did help. We, and so. we might check in and maybe we'll talk about it a bit more once I get a chance to see it too. Yeah, and anything else? I can recommend Upload. I think that one's on Amazon. Oh, Prime. yeah, Have I've seen, seen the first season of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, when it came out, like a while ago now, but yeah, the first I, season. I think season three or yeah, whatever, wow. the most recent one just dropped as well, yeah. so I'm keen to watch that. Anything? What about you? I A lot, actually. So my wife has been unwell, which has meant... Yeah, well, and she, she's okay. okay. But it's meant that I've probably watched more things than I sometimes do. I have an opportunity to watch, especially like my kind of things, because we don't always have the same taste. So often if we're watching stuff together, we wouldn't 
watch some of these things that I'm going to talk about. So I've been getting into Gen V, which is on Amazon Prime, and it's oh, a spinoff yeah. from The Boys. If you've seen The Boys, you kind of know what to expect. If anything, it might take things even a little further at times I than think, The honestly, Boys did. The thing is, if you were watching The Boys, you do not know what to expect. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's going to mess you up. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen The, the Boys, Gen V is, it would be pretty full on to jump into. But uh, it's, it's kind of a superhero. It explores, I guess, what... Not really what superheroes would be like if if they were real, but they kind of frame superheroes as it's like, like celebrities. It's like and what, what if superheroes like were real, but were also like absolute assholes? Yeah, yeah, and they kind so. of they kind of there's a lot of it, it kind of plays on a lot of the B two stuff, and certainly celebrity I think is a big factor in this yeah. this kind of version there's, of the universe. There's, and there's a very you know knowing eye to current events and things yeah, as well, which, which I think it's interesting because like the original the original was written in like the early to mid 2000s I think so yeah, yeah so it's it's they've they've they're doing some adapting, I think. Yeah, oh, for like sure. It's, it's, I don't know if you've yeah. read the comics at all. Um, I've read some of personally, them. Yeah, personally, I think the show's a lot better. Yeah, uh, the I, the I comic's fine, so but the I think the TV show does a lot more interesting things with the material. I do find it funny because in the comics, like a Huey the character, he is modelled on Simon Pegg. Yes. And obviously Simon Pegg just got a little too old to play yeah, Huey by the time yeah. they got to make it. So, yeah. He played the dad. He played the dad. <laughs> um, have you seen any of Gen V yet? I have not yet. Okay, no. so I won't spoil anything, but <laughs> but the setup for Gen V is it's the same universe as, as the boys, yep. but it takes place in like a university. And yeah, which is probably more my kind of area of interest and st- like the yep. sort of stories I like. Yep. So you get a lot of the boys stuff kind of mixed with like a teen movie kind of atmosphere. Yeah. But it's well, also- The boys has gone, like as a show though, like the boys has gone so far down that premise now that it's like, I really- don't know if I've got it in me to keep watching it. Like, yeah. it's, well, it's so full on. Well, Gen V isn't. It continues on the path that the oh, boys gosh. have set. So, oh. um, can I bring myself to watch it? <laughs> I, I'd recommend it if you yeah. if you like kind of darker things. I would recommend it if you, and if you kind of like superhero stuff because it does build on some of the superhero stuff that we've already got a little bit and explore a different side of that. If you're not into dark things, if you don't like violence, like, gross sex things, yeah. maybe even a miss, but yeah. It's it's not for like general viewing. Do not have children in the room when you put this on. <laughs> no. um, yeah, There's some messed up stuff in the boys. <laughs> I also watched like I, I I'm surprised how much I enjoyed it. To be honest, uh, the One Piece live action oh, yeah. uh, series. I watched the whole thing over two days. I loved it. Oh, wow. Like it was okay. it was just a lot of fun. Like. I'm sure there, there, there are going to be kind of anime enthusiasts that say, no, you need to watch all thousand episodes to really mm-hmm. get it. But yep. as a entry point for someone who maybe just is interested in the world of One Piece, yep. and I've watched about a hundred episodes of the anime and read some of the manga, mm-hmm. so I, like I'm aware of it and I know bits and pieces. I'm not an expert by any means, but mm-hmm. I thought it did a really good job of adapting like this fairly broad amount of material into something kind of quite digestible and that still hits all of those really key points. And the, what I liked about this one is like, they don't shy away from the fact that it's based on anime. So characters have green hair and they just do like, it's just part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's actually the point where, you know, a lot of these anime adaptations miss the mark is not really just leaning into the weird. They try and just make it not. And And, and this definitely leads into the, because while I would say that One Piece has like some really good emotional beats and, and things like that, it is at times quite silly. And <laughs> this this live action version could be quite silly too. You've got 
some pirates that are dressed up as like cats and they've got like you've got all kinds of sort of interesting characters and and they really just adapt them as they are in the manga and, and in the anime. And I imagine it's a bit more digestible than the manga and the anime because it, there are just like thousands. Yep, there's of, only eight episodes. Yeah. And it, I would say, like I mentioned, I've seen about 100 episodes. And most of what is in those eight episodes is, is mostly what I've seen. Like I haven't yeah. seen a lot past what the end of the live action gets to. Oh, wow. So and like I think it does, I mean, the episodes of the live action one are quite long. Like it's going to take you eight hours to get through the, the series. But it's, I think if you are intrigued by it or if you don't watch anime, but you want a kind of fun adventure pirate thing, it, you could do a lot worse. Like it's, it's good fun. I must say, I've, I've not had much hope for like anime adaptations in the past. Like yeah. Ghost, Ghost I, in the Shell, the Death Note. I had low uh, expectations. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, like I think Death Note was on Netflix was the one that did it for me because it was just like, oh, this is, Terrible. That's an interesting one because I haven't seen it, but I have heard that the creator of Death Note really liked the live action version. I, so I can understand why, but it, it it I don't know. I guess it was it was leaning into the aspects of the of the story that didn't interest me, rather than uh, rather yeah. than leaning on the aspects that did. So I think honestly, I think you would enjoy it. Yeah. But also worth yeah. noting that there are live action Japanese versions of Death Note too, oh, yeah. which I think are meant to be better. But yeah, and I yeah. reckon they they lean a little he- more heavily on the actual source material, yeah. whereas this is certainly very it, much an adaptation. It look like visually because I haven't seen the live action Japanese ones either, but I have seen the anime. It looks much visually looks a lot closer to the anime, the Japanese version. So yes. the American one seems yes. to. Uh, well, um, I mean, he's he's not like Yagami. He's like Luke. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, it's it. There's a lot of of that. Luke. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. one. But I, I think you're right. Like, there's not many anime adaptations that have been good. Although I feel like I've discovered a lot recently. So I, I enjoyed One Piece a lot more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, you seen the Cowboy Bebop one? No. Yeah. But I'm not a big fan of. I'm not not a fan of Cowboy Bebop. I just I don't don't have strong opinions on Cowboy Bebop yeah, the anime no, okay. to to compare more, it. I I kind of want to see it just because yeah. like I this is the thing I find with these things. Like usually the visuals in these things are really quite incredible, obviously. Yeah. So that is usually enough of a hook to carry me through. And I yeah. and like for what the Death Note adaptation on Netflix is, it's not bad. It's just not as good for yeah. me as at the story. Yeah, and that's the thing. And if it's not as good yeah. as the other version, there's almost like, what's the point of it? And, and it, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it is, it's bad, but yeah. it's not like so bad that it's and like also like not Death, worth watching. Death Note, the anime is, I think, quite an approachable anime, even yeah. if you're not an anime fan. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot less... Like sometimes with anime, I find there can be a lot of fan service. There can be a lot of ogling of women and and things that can be a bit uncomfortable if you're yeah. just not familiar with anime. Well, there, I mean, but, there are aspects of that. Yeah, I guess, yeah. There's yeah. some of that in Death Note, but I, I yeah. think overall Death Note is quite Western friendly. Like it's a pretty yes. easy story to follow and and understand. Yeah. So then the it, live it action version. Gets its hooks in, I yeah. Think it's probably one of those things. Yeah. Whereas One Piece, I feel like it has its own place because it is kind of like a fresh jumping on point for people that find that 1,000 episodes, like, too confronting and too hard. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's more of a place for it. And then mm. it's also good. So, like, yeah. there's there's yeah. that. But well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that on your recommendation. No, cheers. I'm, I'm I, I also watched Alita Battle Angel, which I quite oh, yes. liked. Yeah, like, that was a good, that's a good one. Yeah, I although I did, like, because I'm big into Astro Boy. Yep. And I started reading Alita Battle Angel, the manga, after I watched the movie. Yeah. And... It's just funny. Like I was like, "Oh, this is really cool," but it's basically Astro Boy, right? Yeah, and then, the serial like, like when, when I watched the movie, and then when I read the manga, like, so like a lot of it's a bit different. And I was like, 
oh they they've like they know they've adapted some Astro Boy into oh, this. Right, I like. I, I think the movie version is quite aware of that. I um, think the movie version as well. Like orig- like it's obviously going to be a, if wants to be a part one of something. Yeah, and, and there's, there's still talk that there's going to be a sequel to that one. So, yeah. but like that was Robert Rodriguez who it was. It, yeah, right? yeah, with and, with and, James Cameron kind of doing a lot of the creative stuff he's, on he's, there too. So I, I quite like Rodriguez. He's got a very interesting like, yeah. eye for stuff. Like this guy doesn't do things half measures he's either making shark boy and lava girl yeah. or sin city or this right like yeah it's just and, like- and i love that they like that while they adapted the world and made it look more realistic yeah they kept although she looks quite a bit different to, again to the manga but they kind of kept that anime aesthetic for her yeah uh, while making her kind of photo real at the same time and i think yeah, they, they gave her those insanely huge yeah. eyes. And, like, and they nailed it. Like, because yeah. that could have been so creepy and gross. But yes. and, and I think when people saw the trailer initially, maybe it did feel a bit like that. But once you kind of get used to it, it it's it's beautiful. And it does a really good job of kind of, she emotes really well through it. And it's just, if, yeah, if I you, loved it. If you can see it in like the highest resolution you can, because like 4K or anything, it would just be incredible, I think. Because, yeah. Um, Weta did the 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 special effects and um, what's her name the the actress she she basically they're using a lot of her facial features and that sort of thing but they are just putting these animated eyes on her and they are yes. like anime scale proportion yeah yeah and yeah like you say it doesn't look weird and I don't yeah. know how they did it and they don't <laughs> do it for every character so they yeah. only do it for her so that's yeah. I think the other and because she's not a human anyway yeah. so so we're not expecting her to look 100% human and yeah. so for me it really worked yeah it's it's, it's I don't know how they got past the uncanny valley there I yeah. think it's probably because she's cartoony that it doesn't trigger that so yeah and I, and I think it's probably because like again that big eyes thing that does tap into the human thing of oh this thing is cute yeah right so it's it's yeah, there's there's something else going on there. I reckon if they try to do a photo real face with just regular human size eyes, then then it would look yeah. weird. Prob- but, yeah, but, I'm but, sure but it would. I reckon they yeah. should dodge around it by actually making it those yeah, crazy yeah. proportions. Very interesting yeah. choice to mm. do that because you could have just had a human actress play that character. Yeah. Like they, they didn't really have to do that. Yeah, but I mean, they've got they, like, you know certain CGI extensions where yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. like inside their neck and you know through their rib cage yeah. and stuff like that. But but yeah. like a lot of the other characters are just humans with those extras attached or yeah. detached depending on, on what way you go. But yeah. so I think it was a really strong creative choice that was probably a bit dangerous, but they yeah. they nailed it. Yeah. The, the only other live action anime thing that off the top of my head really stands out is Speed Racer. Oh yeah. Um, so the I actually think that's yes. yeah. I, I actually really like that. It, that does a lot more of like actually trying to bring animation into live action more so than the, than mm. than either of the ones we've just talked about does. Like yeah. they're they're kind of almost putting real people into a cartoon at times. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's it's. Same but different, like with Sin City, like that, yeah, that, yeah. that sort of yeah. aesthetic works yeah. in that thing because it's just so removed from reality. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah Sin City's been one that I've been thinking recently, like I want to revisit because yeah. I've been watching some of these kind of. I watched The Crow the other day, and oh, yeah. so these kind of adjacent dark world type yeah, things, yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh, Sin City's one I haven't seen in a long time, and have this you, is a sequel a that I never watched. Oh, you haven't seen a Dane to come? No. Out? All right, I'll I'll, um, um, I'll lend that to you because I've yeah, yeah, I I don't know for whatever reason it did it didn't grab me. It's like the, the spirit. I was really excited. for and mm. then I heard really bad things about it. And I've I've watched it. It's, I mean, I don't know. Did you ever sort of look into like the Will Eisner's? So so the reason I'm interested in the spirit yeah. specifically is as a kid there was a book on my parents' shelf which was the spirit 
stories of, of real ghosts or something it was called. Okay. And so it was like a a book that told ghost stories and I think they were based like whether they were true or not, but they were like based yeah. on like real stories, but they were introduced by the spirit. So that's okay. where I got to know the character like quite young. Yeah. And I've always liked his design mm. purely from just like, it's like the Phantom. I have no yeah. real interest in the Phantom comics, but I love his design because yeah. as a kid, there was a mural of the Phantom next to my school canteen that yeah. I would like look at every day. And so I don't really care about either of those characters that much, but their yeah. designs are really striking. And, 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 and they're sort of in your, in your it, mind. Yeah, very, exactly. Very and they're, yeah. they're from that similar kind of generation yeah, too. Yeah. So like Dick Tracy's another one. They all kind yeah. of fit into that yeah. world. Green Hornet. Going back any further, you're starting to hit like Popeye and things like that. Yeah, really, yeah, you? and so, but like a lot of those things I I enjoy and am nostalgic for. Actually, that brings me to another thing I've been watching. So just yes, yesterday, the day before, mm-hmm. I got a copy of the of the 1966 Batman TV series. Oh yes, and so I don't know if I've talked about this. Maybe I talked about it in our Batman episode, but that was a long time ago. Yep. But for me, <laughs> so long ago. Actually. Yeah, and and I know that like for you. I think what brought you to the Batman world was like Batman Begins and the Dark Knight specifically. I, like you were aware, think, but... Yeah, I think Batman Begins was the one that actually made me go, oh, I want to watch this. Like, I remember as a kid, Granddad had Batman Forever and Batman and yeah, Robin yes. recorded on VHS. Yeah. So those were like yeah, some so of those you, yeah, so, that I had. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, I actually started liking and enjoying Batman from Christopher Nolan's yeah. take yeah. on it. Because and I, I was think, like, oh, this is cool. And I think that's made, probably a lot of people, yeah. right? And then I got into it from like reading year one. By, yeah. 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 And I'm just slightly older than Nick, and my I feel like most of like my contemporaries, people around my age, would speak to the 1989 films as being their like yeah. introduction to Batman. And like I specifically remember when I saw the 1989 Batman for the first time. It wasn't in 1989, just to point out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was a little bit afterwards, but but not probably not that long afterwards. But the first time that I saw it, I was like, I was two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was. I was. I was like. He doesn't have many villains in this movie. And because the Batman I grew up loving was the Batman 1966. Yeah. So every afternoon uh, it was on uh, – this is when I was like three or four. Like, yeah. And we I've mentioned before that as a kid I didn't have TV or electricity when I was that age, but I did stay with my dad a lot yeah. and while my parents were working. So – my dad had TV, and every afternoon that was like that, and the monsters were like oh, yeah. the two things that, uh, and you can see how like this influences me gr- growing up, right? Yeah. But you um, know, it suddenly makes absolute sense yeah. that like the bedrock of this is 1966's Batman yeah. and uh, monsters. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, like, 1966 Batman was the one I liked a lot, and then one of those kind of tapes that I always talk about from my auntie's collection yes. was the Batman the movie, the oh, TV yeah, the 60s, movie yeah. kind yeah. of thing that they did, and in that movie. There's Catwoman, there's Penguin, there's Joker, there's Riddler. Like the whole crew is there and, yep. and it's so larger than life. And I, as a kid, didn't really realise that it was kind of campy and silly. I took it seriously. And yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, Adam West is taking it deadly yeah, serious. Yeah, and thing, actually but... watching it now, because I haven't watched it in a long time. I'd yeah. seen it on episode, I think with SBS aired it here. But it's like, it's, it's funny but most of the time it takes itself seriously within the world that it's created, if yeah. that makes sense. And watching it now, because I've been watching it with my son, who's around the same age that I was when I watched it. Yeah. And one, I'm surprised that he's interested in a show that's what? 
60 years old at least at this yeah, point. Well, I mean, like, I, I, I like Thunderbirds and the, yeah, the certain yeah, things yeah, that yeah. still speak to kids. Yeah, that, you know, uh, and yeah. he's been really getting into it and he's like he's super into Batman and Robin at the moment because we've been watching this the last couple of days. Yeah. But yeah, he just loves it as those characters. He doesn't see that it's a silly thing. And I've just been enjoying kind of revisiting it. It's The pace of it is good. It's fun. Like mm. sometimes old shows... I find kind of hard to watch because they can be a bit slow or dry, but this yeah. has just been so fun. Like, well, it's like the camera's held at a Dutch tilt yeah. for like 90% of it as well. <laughs> oh, the other part of it that's really cool that I don't think gets nearly enough credit because often when people think about Batman 1966, they think of the smack kapows that pop up on the screen, yeah. but the, they're actually pretty minimal and the fight scenes are fucking awesome. They're so good <laughs> because this is, this is American fight scenes before Bruce Lee. So mm. there's no kicking. Nobody kicks. <laughs> it's just guys just punching the hell out of each other. <laughs> and, and, like, the hits look pretty good. Like, they're just these... Everyone's throwing hooks. They're the biggest hooks you've ever seen. And they're just... Yeah hitting each other and it, and it's refreshing because like we don't MMA or something like yeah we don't see fights like this at, anymore like because mm. nowadays they'd be so much more stylized everyone would have their own technique well, I mean, um, like that that is if I'm to level one criticism at the Nolan films like the fight scenes are terrible right yeah like they're, they're not staged very well at all I, I think they work for the style of the movie but sometimes but like I think this is the thing that sort of like I really really love the fight scenes in Batman v Superman with Batman. Yeah, the things I don't like about those scenes are the like blood splatters on the walls and things yeah. like that. Okay, fair enough. Okay, there. Yeah, he's dead. Those. I think but that visceral nature. I think of it, I the enjoy. ones in Batman v like Superman are well choreographed. I just don't like them, if that makes sense. So, like, yeah. I think they're done well and they look good. It's easy to follow the action, yeah. but I just personally don't like the level of violence in that one. And that's, and that's uh, what I mean. Yeah, like, if, like, if, the thing is that they've, they've more or less got the aesthetic right from the Batman Arkham games. Yeah. So, you know, guys are flying around and that's yeah. Something. And that's fine, but you've also then set it in this world of, like, actual broken bones and yeah, pills. Yeah, and, it's not, and, and it does uh, not to, to me, it just did a, for me. Uh, those movies yeah. generally, and I think at some point we'll do something. I've been talking to Nick, at yeah. some point we're going to do something with Justice League, I'm sure. So oh, we'll go into that world a lot deeper then, I yeah. think. But... But well, I mean, we got James Gunt on there, yeah. you know, <laughs> going for our Batman Begin stuff. For me, it works for those movies because in those movies, yes. Batman is a figure that's in the shadows and that yes. is obscured. So yes. the fighting being obscured to me actually works in that that particular oh, it, series. It works in the context. Yeah, I, I would just like to see the because. I guess the thing is, like, we're always told what Batman is. You know? Yeah. We're told he's the world's greatest detective. We're told that he's yeah. got all of these, like, mixed martial arts abilities and, and things. And it's never really been shown, I think. Yeah. Like, I think the Batman did a decent job I think with, it did like, the actually best job. showing yeah. the punches and things and, and doing them in a way that's like, okay, you're not actually dead. You're just very happy. And, and I, think, <laughs> I think that the Batman does a good job of having fights that still feel like Batman, because to me, that's where Batman vs. Superman broke down. They didn't actually... It didn't feel like Batman to me. No, um, it was just like crazy Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just... It was, it was more John Wick or... Like, I don't know. It just yeah. didn't... For me, it didn't work as Batman. But yeah. the Batman worked in that regard, but also, like, they're quite well choreographed and visually easy to follow, which is quite different to the Batman Begins. But yeah, like, if, going back to 66, yeah, it's just guys just wailing on each other, <laughs> like, just continuously. And it, you'll see, like... Usually, also, 
every villain has like 40 henchmen that appear in each fight scene. So you've got at least, at minimum, you've got Batman, Robin, the main villain, and like 10 hench guys just all wailing on each other. And there's so much mayhem. And they're like, they're filmed from white. So so there's never any close-ups. So they're filmed from white. And you just see guys in this room just wailing on each other, (laughs) tables breaking. And then you see every now and again, there'll be like, a scripted moment. So I feel like most of the time they're just hitting each other. And yeah. then there'll be like a scripted moment where like Robin will swing and kick. That's the only time you ever see kick is if someone's swinging and yeah. then they'll like swing into someone and then they yeah. just start hitting again. And it, <laughs> it's quite refreshing because I haven't seen stunts like this in a lot. Like this yeah. is that early, like well, I'm I just guess, so used to martial arts now. Like, yeah, well, I mean, and, I, guess, I guess back in those days as well, it was kind of like, okay, we're just going to pay these guys like, 50 bucks each yeah. to just wail on each other and we're going to film what happens. Yeah, so, yeah. And yeah. One, of the contem- <laughs> one of the contemporary shows of Batman was yeah. Green Hornet, oh, which right, was yeah. the introduction to, to basically the West, Bruce Lee. Yeah. And so you, I, I wonder, I'm interested to see if it changes later, even in, in Batman, whether they incorporate some more of that because they actually cross over. So okay. I, there is a crossover episode. So obviously like Bruce Lee is in an episode of Batman, yeah. but I'm just really... I think it's probably before he had really kind of influenced and inspired stunts like he went on to do. Yeah. I think it's the beginning of that. So it's just really cool to kind of see that kind of golden age mm. stuntman, American stuntman stuff. It's so different to what we get now. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, have you seen the the two animated 1966 Batman I movies? have, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed them I yeah, think I, I for, quite like for them. what they were. I think they're one of those things. You see this anytime now that you see the classic versions of the Ninja Turtles, it's the same thing. So anytime yeah. you see like the 80s versions, they're just so goofy. Like yeah. they push that goof level a lot further than I think the show actually did. And well that was the thing I sort of enjoyed about it was it I think was the potential of what the show yeah. was always aiming for but couldn't quite get yeah. to because I there's a literal car in that first animated one that you know goes up on a pivot, turns around, and suddenly it's in reverse. Yeah, they like, do that in the show though. They do oh, that in live action show. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, so, I so the studs are actually pretty impressive. Oh, like wow, this, okay. this show, the budget they had. This was one of those early TV shows okay, filmed. So I need to watch more of this filmed in color too. Now. So like it yeah. looks beautiful. Like it's mm. this that Technicolor over the top, oh, yeah, oversaturated yeah. color. Fun, um, fun, fun thing about that because I remember again, this is sort of adjacent to it, but Thunderbirds in, in when they were filming in England, that was the first color production that uh, was actually done in England. Yeah. And one of the things they were doing and they found with filming in color was they couldn't light, they had to rethink how they were going to light everything. So everything had to be really flat. And obviously everyone wanted to get the most out of their color televisions. So the walls just are purple. Yeah. Or, or yeah. And like that. that's so, very much because yeah. they're adapting the comics like, that those kind of golden age, silver age versions of Batman too. Yeah. So like all of the villains, although they, I think they actually took it a step further and then direct this is the direction the comics took too. But like the Joker isn't wearing like a muted purple suit like he'd be wearing in the Dark Knight. Yeah. It's the brightest purple suit anyone's yeah. ever seen. <laughs> like and his hair is fluorescent green yeah. and like it's. I do love how he painted over his mustache. Yes, as well. like, yeah. It's like, no, I'm not shaving that. <laughs> so, so growing up, there's maybe another reason why this show's kind of important to me. My great granddad, who I used to really love spending time with when I was quite little, he looked a lot like Cesar Romero. Oh, and, wow. and so, and he had the same mustache. Well, he did have the the face paint. This so, is the part where you actually point out that he was. Cesar yeah. Right? So no. So <laughs> I, whenever we played, he was always the Joker, and I was always oh, Batman. And oh, so it's kind of like one of the watching the show which I haven't like I say I've seen bits of and that's it in, yeah. in years it's been really I'm like actually excited to go through and watch the whole series now yeah. but yeah it's it's 
it's just been so it's so different like i'm not watching shows from the 60s very often and when i do i tend to find that i struggle with them because they date for different reasons but because this is so stylized yeah it kind of still works it's almost more like a stage play that it's it's nice in a way that it has that longevity to just pop up again and take a new generation yeah yeah and then my son just just switched into it like he doesn't know that it's from the 60s like he just it's like oh that Batman and Robin is cool yeah I mean Uh, Adam West is just fun to listen to as well like you know so so this like a real interesting thing with me for Batman because I know these days typically outside of the old Batman Batman 66 thing that comes up. Yeah. The push generally is for Batman to be realistic and dark. Yeah. And I like some of those takes quite a lot. Yes. But, man, it's just fun to see this adventurous Batman. And I love the Brave and the Bold animated series back in yeah. the day. It's it's oh, just well, I mean, fun. I, I quite enjoy, like, Teen Titans Go, which is, yeah, which is heresy thing, as right? well. Like, yeah. The, yeah, like, oh, I like it. Well, like, yeah, I mean, that... But that <laughs> Teen Titans Go to the movie is one of the best DC movies in the last five years. Yeah, like, it was the best movie since, like, the... Well, until the Batman came out for me, it was the yeah. best movie since The Dark Knight. Yeah, come out yeah. from, and yeah, I am including The Dark Knight Rises in that. So <laughs> fight me, um, but it was just one of those like joyful things that you could just, you know, take your yeah. kids to see. And when you think about it, like at the end of the day, superheroes are for kids. Yeah, right? yeah. We've we've just grown up with them, so we've, we've stolen them a bit. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've demanded that our toys grow up with us. And, yeah, you know, they have to be this thing. And don't get me wrong, there is a place for that. I think you know. The idea that adults need play as much as children is is often kind of overlooked, but I think it is also very important to maintain something for children. Yes, as well. So, yeah, yeah. yeah th- there's room for both, and, yes. uh, and with Batman especially, yeah. I mean, he'll be entering the public domain in like t- ten years. Yeah, I think, at the rate but, going, but, but Batman yeah. could fit into any situation, yeah. and I think he's one of those. Like, there's not many characters that can do that, but you can put Batman into any adventure, and he kind of works. Yeah. So, well, I mean, um, you know, we have Batman, we have Indiana Jones, Zorro. Yeah. I think you could probably argue. Yeah, if, if anyone still cares about him, but well, that's, yeah, but, but I think yeah. that's it. Like Batman is like an iteration of the Phantom, is an iteration yeah. of Zorro, yeah. is an iteration. He's just like the best yeah. version of all those things, you know, right? Like, like Monte Cristo, or whatever, yeah, you know, so yeah. He, he took all the best Counts bits of Monte Cristo, and put them uh, put yeah. them all together, and and that's mm-hmm. kind of where we got him. Yeah. But I guess. The other thing that I've been doing that's Batman adjacent, and this is like a brand new thing that I've only been doing since yesterday, is playing the new Spider-Man game. So, oh, you got it. Yeah. yeah. So I got I got it for... I had a bunch of games that I'd bought to play with friends and stuff, but I didn't really have any huge connection to them. And EB Games is doing a special where if you take two kind of remotely recent games, they'll give you... You could buy, buy the game for 50 bucks. I don't trade in games... It's not something I normally do, but because I over the years and years I've bought quite a lot of things from Mimi Games and and they they're collectible side more so than the games actually, mm. but I basically have the highest level of trade in card. Oh wow! So I went in in there and I traded, and the only time it ever comes up is when a new console comes out because I'll trade the old console and then I'm like yeah. surprised how much credit I get. But I traded in like two games to get this fifty dollar deal. And I was like, well, I've got three games I don't really want. I'll take that and see where I got to. So I actually got Spider-Man for minus $10. They owed me $10 oh, at the end of it, wow. So, um, which I put towards a nephew's birthday present. So I I, I felt, because these, these games I'm never going to play. So I yeah, felt quite excited to walk out with Spider-Man, which is a game that I'm like heavily ex- was excited for. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I've. I've done a couple of weeks away on the coast, so I should have some good money coming in soon, yeah. hopefully. So I've gone through and like muted every kind of comic book related thing on my Facebook to avoid spoilers and stuff because it is going to take me a while to get through it. But it does look very dense. Yeah, yeah. And that first game was a long game, but 
so far, like, I don't, I won't spoil anything to do with the story or anything like that. That was a big crap of lightning. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so far, the I think they just do such a good job of everything that the previous Spider-Man game did, mm-hmm. but they've just expanded the storytelling. To, to like the storytelling was good before mm. and now it's just so much it's a level above what it was before yeah. and they've done what i think games have always struggled with especially with spider-man but with superheroes generally but spider-man mm. especially spider-man in the comics is typically only spider-man for a third to a quarter of a comic most of the yeah. time he's peter parker yeah and most games when they introduce peter parker it's some boring mission that you don't want to be a part of or or something else this game when you play as peter parker or miles so you're playing yeah, as, yeah. as both of their kind of home lives at times it feels really engaging because the storytelling of those bits is is really good mm. you get to do like incidental things like i don't want to spoil anything but there's like a sequence where you get to run a bicycle like and it's yeah. just there's a sequence with like a flashback and you get to play in, in the in the previous world mm. so which is also kind of a tutorial so it's like yeah. this kind of this i feel like they've just nailed how to how to put, actually make you interested in the character not in the superpowers yeah which I think but is have the like crux of it. Yeah. but you're also having fun playing the game like the superhero bits are fun too yeah. so you've got like at least as far as I've played, yes, and, and which isn't very far. Uh, they just seem to have really nailed that more than maybe any other game that okay. I've seen. Because like the other Spider Man Two does usually have a good ring to it because yeah. you know every <laughs> second Super Spider Man game has always you know been pretty well received. I think, yeah, so. and and I think like up and I mean the previous Spider Man games are probably some of the best superhero games we've got anyway. Yeah, I think the only one other ones I can think of that sort of come closer the Batman Arkham series. Yeah, I, I would. And I mean, I think for me personally, I think Arkham City ranks above the first Spider Man game, but only by a little bit. Yeah, and only because I feel like Batman. I don't necessarily quite feel like Spider Man in the. I, I can't yeah. really pin exactly why but that's yeah yeah there's just yeah, something I, a bit more I, yeah, that, that i'd have to disagree because i think yeah it feels for me you feel exactly like the spider-man from the comics in those games i think that's the thing that they've got 100 percent right well, okay. but, no i feel um, like spider-man but i think i enjoy being batman more Does yeah that makes sense? that's that's, that's like probably the a better way to better. put it yes. you like the character better. Yeah, yes. yeah yeah and and i get that the thing that for me and this is not actually like a fault of the batman games because it's not the story that they were telling yep. but there's no Bruce Wayne in those games. Like, True. really. Well, there we, is at the very start of Arkham City. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> like, but it's, it's largely irrelevant yeah, to like no, the, yeah. the, the rest of the thing. Which isn't a bad thing because that's not the story that they're telling. No, no, no. That's but right. I think Peter Parker, is, and, and arguably Bruce Wayne is less important to the character of Batman than Peter Parker is to Spider-Man mm. 2. I think we see that a bit in the Batman. Like, the yeah. Batman barely has any Bruce Wayne in it. It's a Batman movie. Yeah. yeah. But Spider-Man, Peter Parker are intrinsically tied mm. and their villains are typically it's a Peter Parker person or it's yeah. like it's 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 always that juxtaposition of his real life and his superhero life that's yeah. the key to who he is and they just I think this series nails it but mm. for me I, uh, I really actually yeah I really loved the relationship he had with Otto Octavius in that first yeah, game as well yeah, actually that was yeah. really cool but for me yeah. actually that first Spider-Man game as much as I loved it I think it felt and, and the bits I liked the most were like when you were doing side missions with like Tombstone and lesser known characters yeah, and stuff. Because yeah, yeah. for me, the story was just really predictable. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen where this... So a lot of the side stories to me were more interesting in that game than the main yeah, story. With yeah, I like think, Taskmaster yeah, as well. And, I uh, think they handled yeah. Otto Octavius really well. Yes. Um, but you knew where it was going to go. We've, oh, seen, yeah, Sp- the, we've the, seen Spider-Man 2, right? Yeah, like, the moment you see it's like Otto or Octavius Industries yeah. is like, oh, yep. 
and there's, there's a bit. Of, there's a bit of that with this, and and I mean that's always going to be the same when you're adapting characters that already exist. But I think so. The one that I really loved more so than the first Spider-Man game was the Miles Morales game. So yeah. that game was fantastic, and that, that brought really so much of the Spider-Man. What was good about the first Spider-Man? It upped the storytelling, which is. And now we've got the next generation of that in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also cut off a lot of the fluff of that mm. first Spider-Man game. That's, the first Spider-Man game, it was fun fluff, but there was just yeah. a lot of fluff. Yeah. And it's a, that, yeah, the Miles Morales one is a very tight game. Yeah. Like it, it's yeah. shorter, and I think that's sometimes people use that as a criticism. But yeah, it's, no, it's far... To me, for the story tighter, that it's yeah. telling is yeah. better. Whereas, and again, yeah, it's I, I was really invested in the characters as well. Yeah. Like, you know, and you had yeah. Tinkerer, who's not like a character that shows up much, and they... Yeah changed her quite a bit in that that game mm-hmm. so you got a new version whereas in spider-man 2 so far it has taken the best bits of of miles but it's also and again a lot of the side missions i think in that first spider-man game are really good too mm-hmm. but like the side missions i feel like are just a bit more tied in they're just a little bit more they're just a little bit more connected to yeah. to things but yeah who knows where it's going to be? I've only played probably like five hours of the game. Yeah, that. yeah. But that um, like there's a few hundred hours in this. And most it? of that is me getting distracted and yeah. going and doing side missions. So, yeah. Um, I was just thinking because I, I I was trying to think of anything else that I've done. And it's like, of course, I watched the uh, Star Wars Ahsoka. So, oh, yeah, so that, I haven't watched it yet. Um, did you enjoy it? I, I did. The thing I would go and say with that is that this is we're starting to enter the point in Star Wars where you have to have absorbed a lot of its other media this one in particular you should probably have at least a good passing knowledge of clone wars and certainly the rebels okay. tv show because i've heard different things on that like i've heard yeah. some people say that but then other people were like i haven't seen any other things and i followed the story fine there's like a, there's a few things that will literally come out of left field if you haven't watched like at least the last season of rebels yeah and yeah there's a fair bit where it's like yeah. oh okay this is because I'm probably not going to like, like, no, like, I, I know that yeah uh, I know that, but, but I might it's... watch Ahsoka at a point uh, yeah. but I haven't watched Andor yet either yeah. so oh well Andor, Andor's pretty great actually and actually I, I don't think it. I finished the last season of Mandalorian <laughs> but oh, okay. yeah I got I fell off it for some reason but yeah, no, well Mando season 3 I quite enjoyed um, yeah I, I enjoyed yeah. what I watched of it so yeah, far yeah, yeah. I think I just dropped off of the Star Wars stuff it felt a little bit uh, after the Boba Fett one and stuff it just felt like a lot of it and I'm not as you know, I'm not the biggest Star Wars no, guy no, to begin I, with, I, so I that. and and but and that's what I mean. Like Ahsoka's fun to watch as a Star Wars fan, and I do enjoy a lot of the other media it's drawing from. But I'm starting to acknowledge that this is not so much for people who are casually invested yeah. in Star Wars. This is this is fan service, basically. Yeah. So, and I guess the thing yeah. is, as long as not all Star Wars is that. Yeah. It's probably fine. Yeah. Like, if, if every Star Wars thing becomes that, that probably is a problem because you can't bring anyone new in. But yes. it's, um, it's pretty cool to see where it's heading as well. This this series is is pretty blatantly point is setting up a movie yeah. that's coming uh, out. So, okay. yeah. so I don't really want to spoil it, but it's like, oh, okay, we got to this point and it's, oh, that's coming, righto. Yeah. <laughs> so I probably just did a, did a spoiler. <laughs> uh, I did, but you might have spoiled it for other people, not for me. Yeah. I, I didn't understand it. but No, well, I, it, it, like I said, you're not going to find out what the plot is, but it's like that's where it leaves you. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, this is just set up. Because <laughs> I think there is like place for that stuff that is... And, and fan service isn't even the right word, but it's maybe more aimed at like fans that are intimately familiar with the material. Yeah. And so like I think something like Endgame is yeah. kind of that for Marvel, right? But yeah, not yes. every movie can be a game, and it shouldn't be a game. No, no, uh, no. Like... I think, yes, if you if you watched Endgame as your first Marvel movie, one, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But 
Yeah, it yeah, would it wouldn't be, really work, be, right? Yeah, it would yeah. make it would make sense. Like, in, even if you watched Infinity War as your first Marvel movie, yeah. that would also. I know be... someone who did that. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that one, yeah. that must have been a bit yeah. of a shock. They, so. uh, I don't know. I think I feel like they um, they knew some of the characters, like sort of, but yeah, it, it would be a weird one. So, but was, we we was... need things like Shang Chi and and other things to bring people in too, right? Well, like well, that. That's it. And I mean, I'm actually I was actually doing a bit of a stock take in my mind the other day of like what. Marvel properties are out there now. So we've got Shang-Chi, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, oh yeah, Miss Marvel, um, and Moon Knight. Loki's still out there in the background. I don't know if he's going to have like a big part to play in this next. Yeah, the new of season of Loki so far I've enjoyed for yeah. the little bit. It's hard to know where it's going to go, but yeah. it's it's but, been cool. But, and I was actually starting to think, wow, there's, there's just so many characters in this world now. Are they going to bring all of those in in the next Avengers movies? Yeah. And that, that was starting to melt my brain a bit because I think even Quantumania, that was quite tight. Yeah. But it was obviously another... Uh, and I think that's the thing where sometimes people... And sometimes people like, especially the fourth phase of, of the MCU stuff, people were criticizing it because it, it was a bit more disconnected. But I think it had to be almost because. Yeah, it had to spiral out. But I think the other thing that really we probably still don't fully understand how much this is going to affect everything is just yeah. how, how big an impact COVID had. Yeah, exactly. On, on yeah. Everything. Yeah. Um, but, but I think, like, yeah. If you actually look at the individual elements of Phase Four, I'd like to say I think they yeah. needed breathing room because yeah. the issue with Marvel Comics and most kind of DCs, yeah. probably this too, yeah. is they just go straight from one event to the next event, yes. and you never have a time to sit with something and see how it pans out. Whereas yes. I feel like the, well, the mean, events the, of the, the blip the, the still inf- feels yeah. important, right? Yeah. Like yeah, well, like that that feeling of like you know the the infinite you know horror just becoming more infinitely horrible yeah. is, is just very hard to maintain isn't it like yeah you, you do need an ebb and flow um, and, and a few of the things had a bit of a stink to them like yeah and, and but i don't think any of especially the phase four stuff was really terrible but like eternals oh. is not the world's greatest but See, it was I think fine this, like, I think this is the thing i don't necessarily think there's been a movie out of marvel yet that is just so bad that you can only go, oh, yeah, you know, like that. I mean, I think Thor God been... of Thunder is probably the closest, yes. and this to me, well, I mean, Thor there's to... still a lot to like in Thor, that, yeah. And Thor the Dark World, everyone kind of forgot as well, but yeah, like, yeah, there's been average stuff right the way through, average, right? There's been average yeah. stuff, but there's never been actually like, like, I quite enjoyed Love and Thunder, I, I recognize yeah. that why people wouldn't. There's aspects um, of it that I like quite yeah. a lot, yeah, yeah. There's there's some, there's some really good when it works, it works yeah. really well, yeah, it just I mean, doesn't always work, yeah, I know. Well, yes, I do agree with you on that, but I don't hate it, yeah, it's, me either, you know, there's, yeah, there's been nothing that's come out that made me actively hate, yeah, this even franchise, Secret so. Invasion, which I think is probably the worst TV show that they've done. Mm. It's fine. Like it wasn't. Like I'm not gonna watch it again anytime soon. But I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's fine. But what it sets up is kind of interesting, I suppose. But like overall, the other TV shows I think have all been good to great. Like and and that's most of what Phase Four was was TV shows. And we we had No Way Home. We had Shang Chi. They were both really good. We had. I'm just trying to think what else came out of that space. We had Doctor Strange. Is all right. Like Mm -hmm. it's pretty good. I liked it. Um. Mm -hmm. Can't think what else was in there. Thor, obviously, yeah. and and Eternals, and like like you said, even Thor and Eternals. Mm. I came out of those movies far less disappointed than some other like action franchisey things yeah, that yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, recently. Yeah. Like, there's, I've never had a really bad time with yes. a Marvel movie or a TV show where I've just come out and been like really 
upset about it yeah. <laughs> and I have with yeah. other some of the other well, franchises and, that, and that's fair I mean I do remember that hollow feeling coming out of The Last Jedi and going oh yeah, yeah. and that's I, I think what really disappoints me is I, I, and obviously we went on that massive tangent that time but it didn't stick the landing with the ninth one I think yeah. it could have been much more Empire Strikes Back had that last yeah. film committed but anyway my, my um, recent one and I think I don't know if we ever talked about this one here and I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because I yeah. think we're going to end up finish up pretty soon but yeah. The Flash was one for me where in yeah. the moment I actually quite enjoyed it aspects of it yes but the more I thought about it after I saw it yeah the more I kind of hated that movie to the point now that I think I kind of hate it yeah. even though I had a good time watching it yeah I, I- <laughs> I was the same, and I remembered actually walking out because I I was away in Hobart at the time, and I was yeah. watching Gold Class. So yeah, I was me at, too. Yeah. I was, yeah, so I was having a really nice experience watching it, and then because I'd I'd sort of had hope for it yeah. because I liked Michael Keaton as Batman. I really enjoyed the fact that he had a lot more to do in this film than he did in his own Batman films. Yeah, so that was I mean that's its own problem, I suppose. But I didn't hate Ezra Miller's performance I didn't I, I found him surprisingly charming in yeah. a lot of that movie yeah, like I... he was annoying at times but he was meant to be yeah. but yeah yeah and like uh, sorry they, them yeah, sorry. Probably... yeah no I was well I mean he he, he... Barry Allen is a he yeah so yeah I was, yeah, I yeah. but I, I found Ezra that. Miller like yes. to, to be yeah. a lot better at, yeah. than I had expected yeah well I, um, I know they are not a bad actor they're just a bad person in media it seems <laughs> yeah and it's, uh, you know. I i'm not all over that side yeah. of things anyway but yeah i've, I've done some bad things i've made yeah. mistakes yeah that's probably the best way to leave but that. but i guess what i struggled with in that movie is one at times and not all the time mm. but at times the visual effects were the worst yeah that i've seen in any film in the last 10 years which which means like, that they were not paid enough money to or yeah, given enough given time, time i yeah. think is probably a big because part we've, of it, we've seen avatar now right like we yeah. know what's possible and it's and, basically and this know, has been a problem yeah. for me with a lot of the dc films yeah not the batman not joker but a lot of those dceu movies yeah just feel like if you compare the effects in them to other things like avatar or even just the marvel stuff yeah. or star wars or whatever they just look they don't look as nice. I, like, I'm getting this pervasive feeling. Like that said, you look at like the Zack Snyder movies. Yeah, yeah, specifically yeah. Man of Steel for the time, pretty good. Yeah, Batman v Superman. It was film, diminishing film returns yeah. along the way. Yes, that, but but his cut of the Justice League, the special effects in that are actually yeah. pretty spectacular. Yeah, there's, there's but they s- also had like extra time to work on all of that exactly, as a result. Exactly, of, and yeah. so but that's but that's my point. They had time and money. Yeah. I get the feeling as this went on. Things just got yeah, tighter, oh, and, yeah. and time was like always a thing. And, and Disney's booking all the ILMs and, and, and maybe wetters, that's so, yes. maybe there's that too. But yeah, it, I just thought like to the point that if it, and I guess it had been delayed so many times that they just had to do something with this film because yeah. it was always going to be a problem film for them. Yes, but like it was not ready to to be released. And I I would honestly be interested to know. Like and I'm not going to go down this whole Snyder Cut thing, but they, I wonder if there's a version of the story that is a little bit more satisfying. Yeah, because it's weird to me that the Flash and Beyond the Spider Verse came out at the same time. Yeah, because it's more or less the same dramatic question of: Are you going to let the world tell you 
yeah. what you have to sacrifice. Except one's a much more sophisticated telling of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and it's, it's you know, and Spider-Man comes down on the side of optimism, whereas yeah. this is like, nah, actually... And I watched Spider-Man the week before, so, yeah. like, it was it was well in my mind, but, like, yeah. the, I guess the other parts, the visual effect's bad. Yeah. At times I was able to look past it because, yeah. and at times it wasn't bad. Like some of the yeah, double well, stuff was a fine. For a lot of it, I was not like, taken out of the moment. There's, yeah, there's some very goofy stuff, and like you know, the beginning I'm, and the end were the two big ones yeah, for me. Yeah, well, the babies, uh, the babies are creepy and everything, and it's like, okay, I'm just going to like watch this and try to like take on board the yeah. story that they're telling, not the way they're telling it so much. And yeah. that was, I was able to do that, and like I say, I enjoyed watching it. But again, I agree with you. I was walking out and I was getting like, and things were starting to pop up in my mind of like, oh, hang on. Batman actually died in that fight. Oh, hang on. Supergirl died in that fight. Yes. Yeah, so I and, think you were, and I think that sort of stuff worries every, you more than yeah. it probably would worry me. But, it's, but it I just, had similar thoughts. And, like, it, and it ultimately came down to the whole thing of like that entire like, quest that he went on was more or less pointless yeah and yeah. that just made me angry and i would so, look past that yeah. and I, I guess i probably did look past it until you kind yeah. of mentioned it and i agree yeah. with you though yeah but if i'm having a fun time and for the most part during the movie i mostly yes. was having a fun time except for the end of the movie at that point it, it definitely lost me yeah and i don't want to spoil it really because it's still relatively new and a lot of people probably haven't seen it but and we're not <coughs> really giving them a glowing reason to no no it, no so. but but some key things for me like I'm Michael Keaton Batman. I like Batman Returns quite a bit, but yeah. it it doesn't have that nostalgia pull that for me that it does for some people. Yeah. But to me, normally I'm one of those people that it, it would very much be like, if something's bad, oh well, it doesn't it doesn't tarnish the old stuff. No. I kind of feel like this does though a little bit. He, I feel like in this movie he's almost just like. Like, he is fine. He's a there's, meme, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's yeah. not an actual, like, character. No, meme, yeah. he's just spouting catchphrases. Yeah. And, he's, and he's... Michael Keaton does a good job of it. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but he's... But I think that's the thing. I, 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 don't, mm, I don't love that, but I do like seeing him as Batman. And I like how he's, he's obviously got the costume department to still make this thing. So he's yeah. bolted in and he can't really move his shoulders independent of his neck or anything. Which so would be... But yeah. to me, like, if you're going to bring him back, don't put him in the arguably the, one of the worst DC movies like yeah. and and well, then I mean, we but... know that he was meant to be a Batgirl and stuff and that didn't happen it should be interesting to see what that could have been but I, I think it's, well I, I saw a thing of, like of where like streaming has diminished the the quality of or rather the perceived quality of films yeah and Batgirl was a streaming movie yeah so I think what they've done is they've cut cut their losses on that yeah because yeah. they were like no we're we're not making money from streaming, so we're just going to not. And I think it was too late to cut their losses yeah. with the Flash, so they were just yeah. wanted to get something out of it. But yes. well, they got I, a theatrical release I, out of it. I just, I just found the way that Michael Crean was in those movies, like quite honestly, to be insulting. Like mm-hmm. I, I think you've got this legacy well, actor. It's in a pocket, it's uh, in a pocket dimension that doesn't really le- matter. Legacy so character, and it's just yeah. Like, well, I yeah, I would not be encouraging people that are fans to go and see his his version not because he's bad just because i yeah. think it it doesn't actually add anything to him it he's, d- he's a good thing and a bad idea it also doesn't really outside of the way he looks and stuff it doesn't really feel like the same batman in those previous movies anyway no but then he also doesn't work as a character because to me like like i'm trying to sort of think of sort of like comparable movies where you you like 
the most the easiest one to compare it to is Spider-Man No Way Home. So Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home, you're bringing back these legacy Spider-Mans. To, yes. And there's a lot of fans of us. Like, yes. don't get me wrong, there's a lot of fans of us. But they yeah. feel, and especially because of the villains that they've chosen as well, yeah. they feel intrinsically connected to Tom Holland's Spider-Man so yes. that they can learn from each other, they can grow from each other. Yeah. But Batman Michael Keaton has no link to The Flash. Yeah. And, and arguably, you could get away with it if he had links to a previous Batman and you were like this is a different version and he's it but yeah like we never if, feel- if they did the thing where he is sort of the Batman Beyond's mentor feel, yeah like- I, but again it doesn't work for me because he's not connected to the Flash at all like I think and- I think big well a big thing for me that frustrates me with that film is yes you have Michael Keaton's Batman in it sorry you should have done like Tim Burton's version of Gotham and just that aesthetic yeah, of the yeah, world as well. Exactly. Like actually commit to yeah. it. Like Spider-Man exactly. does this very well. Yeah. They go into a different universe. You can tell. Yeah. Right? Like it's not just, oh, you know, that version of Gotham is just down the street from this yeah. suburban But even, even like No Way Home, they bring the villains. Vancouver or whatever. They bring the villains over, but they then adapt them to the new world that they're in. But yes. they don't, they don't, they kind of try and do both in, yeah. in Flash. But the, the thing for me, like, if you had had previous movies where Batman and the Flash had had a relationship, uh-huh. it would be interesting to explore a different version of a relationship with Batman. Yes, but they've never had that. Yes. The movie, tro- the the Flash movie, tries to trick us and yeah. make us think that they have a relationship, but we've never seen it in any of the movies. It's yeah. all talked about as having happened. Yeah, well, we, I mean, it's, 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 it's not there. It's yeah. it isn't there. It's a very weird thing. Like Justice League is a very strange project because it's. One, well, because obviously there's two movies calling itself Justice League, yeah, right? But neither and of them really have like the important part. They, yeah. they, they don't have any real big connection moments between the Flash and Batman. And yeah. then this new movie, they imply that he's been this mentor to the Flash, but we've yeah. never seen it. So yeah. when you introduce a new Batman, it's pointless. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. No. And then you kind of do the same, and you're like, oh, this is a new aggressive version of Supergirl. And she again, in and of herself, quite good. But if you compare her to Superman, she's not as aggressive as Superman is in Man of Steel. So again, it doesn't work because you're telling us she's the badass version. Well, see, this is the thing. This this feels very much the the sequel to Justice League rather than Zack Snyder's Justice League because in that version of... In the Joss Whedon version of Justice League, Batman's making jokes. He's not necessarily this big dour, like, down in the dumps guy. In the beginning of The Flash, he's, he's out in daylight. It's just not... The, it's very, very yeah. far removed from where he started in this in this franchise. And Ben Affleck, I don't know how they convinced him to go in back into it. Yeah, and, honestly, and, like everyone is fine, so <laughs> but it just doesn't need to exist. And it so much of it doesn't need to exist. Like the whole yeah. movie shouldn't exist. And then yeah. you've got, and I don't again, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a bunch of cameos of other characters, and I won't yeah. spoil who they are. Cause I'm pretty sure, like. That, that you can probably is, guess who a lot been of pretty them are. infamous on the internet yeah. if you've seen it. But seen it's it, so. it, and it, I don't need to talk about who. The, but yeah. again, they're almost offensive, like because they, they look so terrible. They look like PlayStation Two graphics. Like people throw that around, but yes. they actually look like that. Yeah, and they also don't need to look like that. So like you've got footage of these people that exist. Yeah, just use that footage. We don't need CGI well, versions it's also of them. A bit like you've got. And all they're Spoiler, doing is suppose, no. all they're doing is mugging at the camera anyway. Like they're not yeah. doing anything of note in the story. You yeah. could just have clips from the other movies, and it would be more powerful. Yeah. Well, even then, like don't just don't bring them in. Like yeah. you, you could literally do a 
you could if you're going to make them look like cartoon characters anyway yeah. make them look like cartoon characters make it look like you know this universe has a has that moire pattern yeah. out of like a printed comic book to it but I mean, uh, like ugh. to me if if you what you wanted to do was pay like if you wanted to kind of look back at yeah. the history of DC films and be like oh look at all these cool things i think people would have felt that much more with a nice montage yeah. than what we got in this movie yeah. and and it would have been cheaper and it would have yeah. looked so much better and so much of the effects in flash are just overused like there's so many parts where they doesn't they don't need to go as hard as they do the, yeah. and it fails over and over and yeah, yeah. No, and the more just... i think about it and the more that it treats the way it treats the characters and just I can't as much as I had fun watching it. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. No, like I, I think I want to watch it again, but also just watch it with a bit of a okay. I'm going to try and write my own version of this in my head and make it better. <laughs> maybe we'll do it on our show sometime. I think it would just make me too angry. Like it's just yeah. And like I say, I, but I, I think that's actually something that you can speak for for the DCEU. It elicits <laughs> so much anger in me. Yeah, because like I think out of all of it, is there a good movie out of it at all? The DCEU generally? Yeah, like the DCEU. The I'm first not... Shazam. Big pardon? The first Shazam. Shazam, yeah. Uh-oh. I think that, yeah. That, and that's... The Suicide so... Squad? The Suicide Squad. And I thought Birds of Prey was pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah, Birds of Prey. Okay. That's but, probably better. But they all, yeah. they all feel in their own way, though. They, You don't need to put the DCEU badge on no, them. No, they're all kind of their own They're all thing. their own thing. They don't yeah. really cross over into each other. Yeah. Even the Suicide Squad feels like it's trying yeah. to remove itself from uh, Harley Quinn is really the only connecting factor in any of those like in Birds, Birds of Prey also the Suicide Squad really yeah. yeah and she doesn't show up in Justice League or any of those yeah. other sort of yeah ones, she's so not part of the, so, she's not part of that at so all so the only thing that telling us that they're in the DCEU is them telling us that they're in the yeah. DCEU <laughs> yeah so like if I'm thinking in the mainstream of like from that Man of Steel to you know and that thread through the ones that do intermingle and, and yeah. whatnot there's really nothing there, is no, there? It's, it's, and, it's I, just, and I think that's why, like, Man of Steel, I'm not going to go into the reasons. Why, I've talked about it before, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more later. Yeah. But, like, I'm usually the person, and I'm aware of this, and I yeah. try not to do it with these DC movies. Like, I'm usually the person that's like, oh, you didn't like the 2016 Ghostbusters. It doesn't take anything away from the old Ghostbusters. Just ignore it if yeah. you didn't like it. But actually, these movies, I struggle to just ignore because I feel like we haven't got a classic Superman movie really in, since the original one. Mm. We haven't we haven't really ever got to see Batman and Superman crossover on screen before. And for that way. to be the first, yeah. and that's kind of tainted it forever yeah. now. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You don't get to have a second first time. No, and it's... But I think I'm, I'm hopeful for James Gunn's version oh, I am too. of things. Even just insofar as, like, obviously Batman's going to, be in the background a bit more in that shared universe capacity i think the batman is going to be yeah you know doing his own thing in as much as i didn't like snyder's stuff yeah uh, like i don't really like any of the movies he, the just his just League cut was probably the thing that i liked the most but yeah um i didn't really like any of them very much I, yeah, um, but if if it had kept at that direction throughout yeah been consistent maybe maybe yeah. I wouldn't have liked it probably, but I wouldn't have felt so strongly against it. See, like for, it's for just... me, I I sort of felt meh is probably the best feeling I can say about Man of Steel. Yeah, I really didn't like Batman v Superman. Like there are yeah. just ah. Anyway, I can see that there's an aesthetic there, and I can understand that there's you know it, it it's very artfully made. I just don't like the story, and I yeah. don't like the way they 
I think I was the same. maybe just desensitised by the time yeah. we got to Justice and, League too. And, but, and <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think Zack Snyder's Justice League is the best of his tenure on these yeah. things. And I don't hate that movie like I hate Batman v Superman. Yeah, I didn't mind but, it. I probably again probably won't watch it again, but, but yeah, I didn't mind it's, it. It's a lot to watch. It's like yeah. four hours, but yeah, it's it. I don't I don't mind it. Out of all of them, that one at least it feels like okay. This is the landing you were aiming for. Yeah, let's just enjoy that for what it is as closure, right? Like, and yeah, but everything else around it has just been a mess. So I'm just, I guess I'm hopeful. What I was, I'm kind of mm. getting to with that is at least if there had been some strong direction, that might have been okay. Mm. But I hopeful that that's what James Gunn will bring. Like, so yeah. a strong creative direction. I don't even really care what it is at this point yeah. because I'm sure it can't be worse. Yeah. Um, well, but we've, we've seen how bad it can get. Yeah, the- yeah. But I just hope that whatever it ends up being, yeah. they at least give it a chance before they start meddling with it again. And Well, this, they- is, this is the other thing that is, again, that's pervasive in movies at the moment. And I guess we're kind of trying to capitalize this on this with the podcast but everything is a franchise everything is a yeah. sequels and not to say that they're bad in isolation but the the thing is that the business side of hollywood has taken over yeah. from the art and very, i think uh, very much so yeah. that with a company like warner brothers too yeah, warner it, brothers it appears is, yeah. like warner brothers has really like gone real far i think like the thing that's I think COVID broke them a little bit and I think they're building back. They've got enough assets. They're not going to die, but they, yeah. they're, they're a bit behind the eight ball. And as I was saying before, streaming has devalued going to the cinema. Like we'll just wait for it to come out on streaming yeah. and they're not actually making money on streaming and the, the revenue stream of where they used to get DVD sales or Blu-rays or whatever, that's dried up basically. Like Disney have stopped making yeah. Blu-rays now, which is troubling for a number of reasons, but you are getting to a point now where this media is not, it's not art, it's content, right? Yeah. Like it, it's just something that's there to... I, I think that um, the issue yeah. though is that Warner Brothers leads too hard into that. So, because yeah. I think there's a place for that. Like yeah. there is a place, like the Marvel movies are largely that. Um, yeah. Like it doesn't, not everything has to be high art and strong with strong direction strong like yeah. it's okay to have some of that stuff but we need we need a, on a balance and I think that's and I haven't seen either of these movies yet I really mm. can see both of them but yeah. like Barbie and Oppenheimer well, well that's that's that, actually the, they're the mold like breakers. strongly yeah. directed movies right yes. Yes. and if we look at actually what movies have been good yeah. for the DC stuff recently yeah. it's Joker yeah. it's the Batman and those are both movies where those directors were very clear when they came on board that it was hands off. And yes. if we do it, we do it our way. Well, we'll see. This is this is the other thing to to point out is that with those revenue streams of physical media going away, like that second that double dipping that we were able to make with movies, that's, yeah. that's pretty much gone. And and streaming is not filling that filling yeah. that void. So the movies that they release to cinemas have to be hits. Yeah, and it's kind of telling that yes, we're going to make an artful film. But it's going to be the Joker, right? Like yeah. it's it's the most marketable marketable point of anything that's come out in the last year, last couple of decades that they're still aping off, which is the Dark Knight, because that was the last good, really well received, did everything for everybody movie, and that's what they've been copying since. So Joker is kind of in its own way sequel to that success, and the Batman as well. Is, is doing that too because they thought well year one works in Batman yeah. Begins and but I mean so, Warner Brothers yeah. are always like 
Mm. They're not going to ch- like they are going to continue to use their IPs. Oh, of course. So they are, but, but, um, but my point is that you're not going to get like a, a Martin Scorsese Joker adjacent movie. You're going to put Joker in a Martin Scorsese sure, maybe, movie. Yeah, so that, but that that's the the point I'm making. Yeah, there. so again, yeah, you got to make it successful. I don't think that's a huge deal. Like, but mm. I think Warner Brothers are going to use their IPs. That's what they do. Like, yes. it's what they're known for, and yes. that's okay. Like, there's yeah. there's the Godzilla films have been quite good. Yeah. like they're doing a lot of good stuff but it tends to be they do better when they just realize let people their do arts, the things artists, artists yeah. do their art yeah because I feel like for whatever reason they haven't had like that Kevin Feige type figure yeah. that can keep it on track yeah. or the well, Dave least, Filoni and Kathleen Kennedy's yeah. like those guys that can kind of so when did Iron Man come cohesive. out was that 2008 I think I believe so yeah okay so they're what like 17 years behind Oh, hang on, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. So, yeah. yeah, and that's. Um, and I'm going to say this next point, and then we have to finish because yeah, we've got we've got way over time. But yep. that was a point that really annoyed me recently. So another yep. we ha- a DC movie we haven't mentioned and we probably forgot about is Black Adam. And oh, so, yeah. So, so, but Black Adam, there was this real weird thing, and I'm going to spoil Black Adam potentially. There's nothing to spoil in it, but Black Adam was. This big thing. It came out close to Wakanda Forever. Another good phase for yes, yes. Uh, Marvel movie. It came out quite close to Wakanda Forever. And there was this... At one point, The Rock was... And I love The Rock, but The Rock was the on, rock on, on drugs the day he said, <laughs> the day he made this tweet. He, yeah. he came out and he said, yeah, we're happy to see that Black Panther's doing really well, but we've, we shouldn't be comparing our movies because that's a movie that's like part of an established franchise. And, and, and Black Adam's something, something brand new. Okay, Rock. That fuck, fuck, fuck off it is. Yeah, so that, that that that's not rocking rock. Yeah. Yeah. One. Yeah. Black Panther is is only like while Black Panther appeared in some of the other things. Black Panther 2 is just the sequel to the first Black Panther. That's it. Yeah. Like well, there, there was a lot of Chadwick Boseman like in, in a game rock stuff. Rock, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, but uh, there was also like the grieving of Chadwick yeah, Boseman yeah, 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 yeah. wrapped up in that yeah. as well. So but like fair bit of but to 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 say that like black panther was an established franchise i think that's stretching because Mm. prior to that first black panther movie no one knew who he was and that wasn't that long before black panther 2 uh the other thing is black adam is quite obviously a sequel Mm. to shazam yes they just choose to ignore that (laughs) so like shazam is they they have the same origin story. Does he actually but, say the word Shazam? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how he gets his powers. Oh, but wow. the wizard from Shazam is in the movie, right? Oh, but, wow. <laughs> but they never mention Shazam. And you've got a character in this movie that is a superhero fanboy who's the perfect character to bring up that another Shazam exists. He talks about Batman. He talks about Superman. Never mentions this other character with exactly the same powers as The Rock. Like, um, it talking about, like... Was this movie set before or after? No, or? no it's it's one hundred percent after. Oh and wow! So, okay. And when you just, and then so when the Rock's saying this is not part of this is something you do as part of a service franchise only because you cho- chose to disconnect it from Shazam like that was a choice that was made. Let's and, be real though, like it's probably then, not Dwayne Johnson writing these yeah, things. It would be some marketing yeah, genius uh, but, somewhere. Well, whoever it was, an idiot. And then <laughs> and then the other factor to they're like oh Marvel's this establishing. DC have been making superhero movies for way longer than Marvel have. And so mm-hmm. to to kind of use that as an excuse for why Black Adam was... Yeah. Pay, it wasn't bad, just very average. Yeah. Um, Warner but, Brothers has this DNA, right? Yeah. Like it's not like alien. It's, yeah. They know what to so do. So to come out and like... And mm. it's, it, it felt like everyone... Like nobody called him out. It was just like none of the things you're saying are true, Rock. Like you yeah. just... And it's just like... It's probably good that Twitter's... 
dead now. Like, yeah, it was just no one's to, to me. I just <laughs> I was I was almost just shocked, and like yeah. obviously he he wants to support the film that he made and stuff. Like I yeah. get that, but to just blatantly like actually Black Panther two and Black Adam are quite comparable in a lot of ways. Yes. And one shows how to do it and one shows how not to. And yes. to to imply that you're the underdog when you're like the thing with Shazam, which was I mean like <laughs> you're the rock man. Like yeah. you're you're yeah. frankly a bigger star than anyone who was in Wakanda Forever. hundred oh, like, percent. You know, yeah. just yeah. yeah, yeah. Great actors in Wakanda Forever, no superstar oh, yeah. actors really. Well, so, I mean, like that's another aspect of like streaming destroying like the old Hollywood system. Yeah, but we're going to that tonight. But yeah, yeah. so oh, maybe on that we need to we, yes. we need to call it. But man, that day I was reading, I was just like. Rock, yeah. dude, I like you, but man, yeah. what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I'm I'm personally pretty happy that this era of DC is over. Yeah. Like, with, like the Flash, his like the last shot is him just looking off into the distance and looking at this man that is yeah. thoroughly confused him, and then his front tooth falls out, and then it cuts to black, and it's like, yep, that's the end of the DCEU. And that, I, that fits. I have heard good things about Blue Beetle, but I haven't seen it yet, and. That's a soft reboot. I probably won't DC. see Aquaman because I haven't seen the last one. So uh, to yeah, me, the DC was already pretty dead. So yeah. yeah, I think with that hopeful yeah. and inspiring take on movies. Wow, we really uh, went off on a tangent there. We, we were did. trying to talk about the media that we were enjoying. How did yeah. we end up here? I think we talked a lot early on in yeah. this chat, but I think now would be a great time to call it. Very good. We're gonna come back. Actually, next week might be something a little different again yes. and then the f- <laughs> and then we're going to get back to our normal kind of stuff again so um, we, we promise we, yeah we're not all doing we, we are going to do these kinds of things because we do sometimes need a break from writing so we are going to do mm. these things if you have topics that you'd like us to talk about we actually have a couple that we just haven't had a chance to record that we want to do that yep. are different kinds of styles of this podcast mm-hmm. but if you have stuff that you'd like us to discuss in this kind of more off the cuff style yeah please let us know yeah you know we, we don't have dangerous opinions at all yeah. that should be released on the internet <laughs> or if you thought this sucked and we should just stick to what it's we like normally dudes. do yeah. yeah tell us that too like you know, like it would just be the weirdest thing to see this episode like raise up rise up through the ranks of like the most listened to yeah like it's okay we don't know what we want to make anymore yeah yeah (laughs) but we we've had like it's been fun just to talk and kind of shoot the shit rather than be so structured like we normally are so yeah i've enjoyed it well and i mean we don't need to put sound effects in this either so yeah (laughs) i don't think we've had a chance to talk about flash yet and i needed to get that off my chest so i appreciate it everyone out there that's that sort of held my hand as i went through that and i'm kind of glad that that, i mean i hope there are people out there that enjoyed the movie and and still enjoy the movie despite us ragging on it yeah um if you like it i'm legit i'm legit jealous of you if you finding yeah. joy in these things because yeah. it's it's weird and, i'm just too jaded now. yeah and well, I, but i think i uh, i think i'm pretty optimistic about movies like yeah uh, generally i'll find the good in movies it's it's hard for me not to do that and yeah. to, to come out of a movie like and and, and i and i do have to say i did enjoy the flash largely until probably the last 20 minutes i did largely enjoy it while i was watching it it's just yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it, I laughed at the end. I, yeah. I, I was like, ha ha, and then, like I say, it's just the the when you think about it, it yeah. makes you angry. And yeah. yeah, I think it lost me by that point. I remember walking out and just being like, "Have you seen it yet, Nick? Because I need to, I need, I need to like this. vent about this thing." But yeah, yeah I, I think because we uh, were talking that with, with Quinny as well. Yeah, he, yeah, he's not a fan either, from what I could. Yeah, but I think he kind of felt the same. Like he enjoyed it more than he expected, and yeah. then I don't know. It's a weird movie, and. Maybe maybe we'll do a sequel to it one day. Like oh. if if we're really scraping the bottle of barrel. I I this is something I thought well, about. I mean, some of our best work is stuff we hate. So. Yeah, but before we go, one of the topics that I have thought about to and this would be more of a normal episode is what if we did the Justice League and you and I I think this is probably the we could do it either way. We could do a draw. Yeah. One of us does a sequel to the Snyder Cut and one of us does a sequel to Justice League. Oh, gosh. And we kind of... I thought that could be kind of a funny idea. Um, oh, well. It's, uh, but... I think... Would you... If you want to hear that, let us know because yeah. otherwise it's a lot of work for us so oh, we won't gosh. do it otherwise. But I mean, arguably, I would say, like, everything that came out, like, after, after everything is a sequel to the Justice yeah, League. Yeah, it is. It is, um, but... Whereas, like the Zack Snyder one but it also kind yeah. of isn't like it's yeah. yeah I'm honestly trying to think there's nothing that really changes the world that much in either film no so, but we never got yeah. another Justice League story after that so in no. my mind what well, I'm imagining is is a Justice oh, League yeah. sequel well I guess like, it was also like the really weird like post you know effects where like everything is just you know Mad Max world yeah so alright I suppose that's something you could do yeah but, yeah. You know, but, so yeah. I, I was thinking and probably just because I like I have a feeling that you'd do better with the Snyder Cut than me and I'd do better with Justice League uh, but yeah, um, I don't know <laughs> it, just, it, it just feels yeah it, it, because I feel like both of those movies as much as that universe continued yeah those we never got another Justice League thing and mm-hmm. it would be interesting to see what they would have done next. I, that might be an interesting topic for us to do one time. Yeah, one day. Yeah, maybe when we. If you if you really yeah. want to hear it, let us know because otherwise we're not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, like <laughs> you would actually have to like reach a certain threshold yeah. of, of audience participation there for that to happen. Yeah, so, yeah. So know, or else just send us money. Like yeah. that would also work. Like yeah. you know. So if you want us to do Justice League sequels to both of them, you then, then you have to let us know. And you could do that by going to our Instagram or our WordPress site or our Facebook. TMYL2. Most yep. Google searches will lead you we'll to, lead you to where we're at. And they're all all these things are connected to this, our podcast and stuff. You can find it. It's, it's easy to find if you look. But and it's, and it's all at the end of the show too. But yeah, do all the things that you we like you to do. Do Nice reviews, tell friends, do yeah. all those kinds of things. But I think we need to end this. So yes, we have continued far too long. Yeah. Until next time, to, to be, be continued. continued. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at TMYL2. Find our polls and website at TMYL2.wordpress.com. Our opening title is by Brad Harris. Getting Stronger Super Me was written by Theron Booth and was mixed by Paul Slater.
Stop, Nick.